Hey, how's it going, Aggie fans? On the show today, we have a pretty special guest. Aggie legend Sam Merrill joins us on the show. We talk a little bit of his progression coming to Utah State, um, some of his highlights along the way, and what's next for him on Behind the Bowl. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you for having me, guys. Welcome. So, um, you know, we want to just kind of ask you a few questions about what your journey was like to Aggie basketball. So I know that you grew up in Bountiful. Um, so what was kind of your upbringing like? Were you always kind of interested in, in basketball, specifically Utah State, or what was that like? Yeah, I'm a huge, huge sports fan. Um, for me, I, I played basically every sport growing up. Had a little soccer run. Wasn't very good at soccer, but three big sports were baseball, basketball, and football. So. Mm-hmm. As a kid, it was whatever sport I was playing at the time was my favorite sport. And then once I turned probably 12 or 13, I realized basketball was the sport I was best at um, and probably enjoyed the most. But I still played um, basketball and obviously basketball, football and baseball in high school. Um, but yeah, that, w- that was my sport. And uh, my, my dad grew up in Logan. Uh, my whole family's... His whole family went to Utah State for the most part. <clears throat> my grandpa still lives here. I have a ton of family up here. So both my parents went to Utah State. So um, Utah State was my favorite school growing up. Nice. So did you get any serious offers from anywhere else? Were you talking to any other schools or were you always just kind of, you know, Utah State? Uh, yeah, I was talking to other schools. Um, I committed really early, um, partially because um, the familiarity that I had with Utah State. Um, I committed... Probably, I think at the beginning of my junior year of high school. So wow. before I had played any real like high school or AAU basketball. So I did get some interest after that, but um, I had already made that decision that that was where I wanted to go. So um, Coach Morrill and um, Coach Chris Jones, the guy that recruited me, they saw something pretty early, um, which you don't doesn't happen very often. So I'm grateful mm-hmm. that they were willing to give me an offer so early. Nice. Yeah, I think similar stuff with Brock as well. He was saying. Coach Morals, that's super cool. Yeah. So who was kind of your biggest role model or motivator when you were growing up, kind of helped you along your basketball journey? Um, <laughs> there's a lot of people <clears throat> that have helped me. Um, it, every, everyone starts with their parents, and my parents have been um, awesome uh, f- supporters financially, um, obviously just being parents and being there for me. My dad would always – would always go shoot with me as a kid whenever I asked him to. So they've been they've been awesome. But I had, I had so many coaches, my high school coaches, AAU coaches that were all helpful. Uh, my my high school football coach. I know I, he's a football coach, but he's one of the one of the great guys in this world. And he was everything that he taught us as a football team um, is is stuff that you can apply to your whole life. And that's what he always taught us. So a lot of the stuff that I you know mentally try and try and do during games and during workouts and stuff, I, I learned from my head football coach. So um, lots of people that have helped me. Nice. That's awesome. What position did you play in uh, football? I played wide receiver, and I also played safety. That's cool. We, we had to play both ways at Bountiful High. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't have quite the talent of other schools. Yeah. So anyway, so let's kind of talk about your progression at USU. So, um, you know, when you started out, your first game that you played was an away game, uh, UC Irvine. Uh, you had two points, you know, one for four shooting. Um, zero for two from three and then you look at kind of now you're averaging over 16 points a game but more than that just kind of the impact that you have during the game with your playmaking and everything um, so what would you say 
um, was something that kind of clicked in you? Um, was it just an opportunity that you were given when the team was making a lot of changes a couple years ago, or how did you kind of progress as a player since you've been here? Uh, it's funny that that stat line was oh for what was it one for four? <laughs> yeah, for yeah I was three, I was so very surprised. That. I was like, wow. Yeah, um, I didn't um, as a my freshman year. You know, we had Jalen who was a good scorer, and Kobe was a good scorer, and um, Shane Rector was a good scorer as well. So I didn't really feel that need to score and. Obviously, my numbers went up throughout the year, but right. for me, it's always been, and I know everyone says this, but for me, it's always been, how can I, how can I help the team win? Um, in high school, my junior year, I, I averaged, I think, 18 or 19, um, and we lost in the semis, the state semis, and my senior year, my scoring actually went down, but um, my assists went up, and we went 26-1, and one, so um, obviously, I've improved a ton since my freshman year as a player and as a scorer, but um, they're the, just the opportunity, and I think there's been a need for, for a scorer on this team. So mm -hmm. that's something that I've um, tried to implement in my game. Yes. So, I mean, there was kind of a big shift in, in the program. There was a lot of changes with, you know, obviously coaching and players mm -hmm. um, about two years ago um, coming into our junior year. Um, so were you kind of intimidated by the responsibility that was placed on you when you are coming into last season? I don't know if I was intimidated. It was <clears throat> it was exciting, and I certainly felt that responsibility. Yeah. Um, you know, with a brand-new coaching staff and with Kobe transferring, you know, we were the two leading scorers before that and kind of felt like <clears throat> with us two, you know, it's almost like a safety blanket where if I'm not playing well, there's a good chance that he'll be playing well or vice versa. And you don't necessarily feel like you have to score every game, but <clears> – <throat> That was certainly a responsibility that I felt going into last year. But Coach Smith, right when he got here, um, he immediately put a ton of plays in for me that I knew would would get me open shots and would put me in good positions. And um, I lost, I lost, I think, 12 pounds from my sophomore wow. to junior year. So I got in much better shape, um, and that helped for sure. And then uh, just, you know, I was excited for the opportunity. And fortunately, I had a pretty good year last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was super exciting to watch. And kind of talking about the uh, the development of the program, when did you kind of see Aggie basketball as one of those top players um, kind of in college basketball? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, as a kid, you, I, I grew up and watched Utah State a ton, obviously, and um, those teams were all very, very good. And um, Utah State was known as one of the premier mid-major programs and right. <clears throat> took a little dip. Uh, those few years when they joined the conference and um, when Coach Morrill left and stuff like that. But we we had that goal as soon as Coach Smith got to Utah State that, hey, this is this is where Utah State can be and this is where we need to get it to. So, um, you know, everyone talks – Coach Smith was definitely the, probably the number one reason that we made that climb back up to relevancy. But right. I think I think us as players put in a ton of work and, and tried to do things the right way, and that's that's why we've – been so good these last two years. Mm -hmm. So what is the community of Logan and specifically playing in the spectrum? What does that mean to you? Oh, I, I'm, I've always, I, growing up, I considered Logan a second home because I was up here so often visiting family or coming to basketball or football games. And <clears throat> now living here the past four years, it's, it's basically home for me. Um, so I've met a lot of really good people, and every time I meet someone, they say, hey, I know your grandpa. Um, <laughs> everyone knows my grandpa, and he's, I think, one of the more respected people here in Logan. 
Um, but being able to play and, and meet so many so many people from the valley or students here at the school um, that are just great people and um, being able to play for them and represent them and <clears throat> have a have a solid career personally and um, as a team as well has been a ton of fun and the spectrum. You know, I don't. I don't think I need to go too deep into that. Everyone knows what the spectrum is, and right. um, it's such a been such a blessing to play there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that moment like? I'm sure it was pretty surreal, but you know, checking out of the the game in the spectrum. I mean, everyone was just standing up. It was crazy. Yeah. It was uh, like you said. It was surreal. Um, I like J C Carroll was my favorite player when I was a kid, um, okay. and I remember his senior night, and and he got a huge ovation as well. And I was when that happened. That, that was one of my goals, one of my dreams, was to be able to have a good career at Utah State and have a moment like that. And um, that was, yeah, it was special. Um, just being able to hear the, the appreciation of the fans, which obviously I appreciate them as well, and embracing my teammates and seeing my, my parents sitting right there in my grandpa's seats, the seats that I sat up, sat in growing up, was, was a special moment. That's awesome. So what's been your favorite game that you've played in the Spectrum over the years? Uh, been quite a few, especially these last two years. Yeah. Um, everyone loved the Nevada game last year. Yeah. Um, but that was, as a player, it was exciting to win and all that. Mm-hmm. But that was really clunky, kind of ugly. There it was a gri- it fouls. was a gritty game. Yeah, really for sure. Yeah, it went down to the game. wire. <laughs> I wouldn't say it was the prettiest basketball game ever. Um, yeah, but, the ending play, the ball was passed, you know, <laughs> half court. Um, but. The the game before that against San Diego State, probably my favorite. I don't, I don't know why, but that was probably my favorite memory in the spectrum just because we had never beaten them since we had joined the league. Um, everyone was – obviously not us as a team, but people were a little bit looking ahead to that Nevada game, and um, we knew San Diego State was a good team, and they had just beaten Nevada. Um, and – with the time before we had played them at their place, they that was the one time all year where they kind of beat us up a little bit. Um, they beat us on the glass, which hardly ever happens with us, stuff like that. So we we felt like we needed to be the toughest team that night. We needed to pound them, and physically that's exactly what we did. Um, and the loudest moment in my life in the spectrum happened during that game, not during the Nevada game. We went on that quick run early in the game, right. got up like six or eight, and I – I felt like the spectrum was shaking. Yeah. Um, that's how loud it was. So that that was a fun game. Just just from a like a, I I felt like that was when we that was when we made it mm-hmm. beating San Diego State. Nice. Yeah. So what what kind of potential do you see for the program for the next coming years? You know, how, where do you see the program going? I think the program's in in really good shape. Um, as long as Coach Smith is here, and um, I don't. I don't know what his plans are. Um, I know he loves Logan. Um, I know mm-hmm. that for sure. Um, I know he's a very good coach, and we've got some good players um, that are here and that will be here going forward. And guys that are, you know, we have our red shirts, Marco, who I think is going to be a really good player, Liam. McChesney is going to be a good player. Sean Barstow has shown some flashes, and I think he's going to be really good. And obviously with Bean and, and Brock and those guys, I think the program's in good hands. And um, with a – with a, a team that has such great fan support like Utah State does, like you can almost pencil in 12 or 13 wins every year because you know this team's just not going to lose at home. Um, so that's that's something that you can never take for granted. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. It's been super exciting to watch you guys play. I mean, the last few games have just been loud. Like the Boise game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this past game, though, senior night, it was fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you, you kind of have a closer relationship with Abel because you guys played AU back in mm-hmm. high school and everything. He mentioned us. Um, but is there is there any teammate that you've had over the years that you've kind of seen as a mentor you've been really close with? Well, there's a ton of guys that I've um, developed great relationships with. Uh, for my freshman year, I look back at Jalen, uh, who was who was awesome, and he was obviously a very good player, but he was a very good mentor to me and um, helped me through some of those difficult losses that we had my freshman year. Um, and I could name off a ton of guys, but other guys, you know, the four we came in, <clears throat> there were I think seven of us that came in as freshmen. My freshman year, me, Diogo, Abel, Clay, Stahl. Duran, Henson, Kobe, and Trevin Dorius, who's back from his mission. I'm, I think that's everybody. I hope I'm not missing someone. But I think as freshmen, those were, those were the seven of us. And <clears throat> Diogo, myself, Abel, and Clay um, lived together our freshman year. So I've been really, really close with those three guys. I consider th- those three guys three of my best friends and um, lived together for two years until I got married with them. And um, seeing what Abel's become from a walk-on to a starter and a guy that just constantly hits big shots. And Diogo, similar situation, hardly played as a freshman, but he's one of the hardest workers I know, and he he just continued to work and earned his way onto the court, and now he's he's an important part of our team. And, you know, Clay's obviously had a ton of injuries, but um, one of my great friends too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Diego's celebrations are pretty good as well. We can't forget yeah. that either. Yeah, <laughs> Roche's dunk, all I could see was – Diogo the heart attack on the ground. On the ground. <laughs> that, was, that was big time. He he thought of that one quick. Yeah, he did. Um, okay, so I know a lot of people want to know this, um, but what's next for you? Well, I think we all have that question. I have that question as well. <laughs> um, I, I want to keep playing, and I know, I know everyone just assumes that I'm not good enough for the NBA, just with my complexion. Um, but... I know there's an opportunity, and I've heard really, really positive things. I know what I have to improve over these next few months. Um, and I think I've shown what I need to show um, throughout my career. Now I just need to improve a couple things, and I really think there's an opportunity there. But if that doesn't work out, then um, I'd love the opportunity to go to Europe and play and um, hopefully make some money. But I think the end game for me is I'd like to coach at the NBA level um, maybe not be a head coach, but assistant coach or or work in front offices. And um, I've had the opportunity throughout these last few years to meet some people um, who either work in those capacities or know people. Um, so hopefully I'm building some connections. And you know, I think the best, the best way to get to that point is to play at that level. So um, that's going to be my number one goal. Awesome. awesome. What um, Before we wrap it up here, you <laughs> – we had one of the assistant coaches on the show, and he said you went to the CP3 camp. Mm-hmm. What was kind of your experience there? Was that some of the connections you kind of made, what you're saying? Yeah, I got to meet a couple of people there that I've um, been able to stay with, stay in contact with. And that was a, a really good experience, um, playing against most of the, of the best point guards in the country. Uh, Miles Powell was there. Wow. Um, Devon Dotson was there. Who else? A lot of guys. A ton of really good players. Grant Reeler, kind of an unknown guy, but he's really good as well. Um, and, and I, I had a really good week and I know there were, I think there were scouts from every team there and I shot the ball really well and defended at a high level. I know everyone knows I can shoot, but the question is, can, 
can't say defend at that level. And um, I think I showed bits and pieces of, of that ability. So being able to meet some people and, and show off show off my skills a little bit was fun. Cool. Awesome. So we'll wrap it up. Thanks, thanks for coming, Sam. And, and yeah, appreciate you know, it. on behalf of Aggie Nation, we just want to thank you for the time that you've put into this program, the dedication, just the impact that you've made. Um, you know, we know that you're definitely an Aggie legend here and your name will always be heard around Logan. So we, we really appreciate you for all the hard work that you've done. Thank you guys. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, and for those who are listening, uh, make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, make sure to share it with your friends. And until next time, go Aggies. Oh.